We've been getting accountability all wrong in the compliance industry. It's not a set of tasks. It's a way of thinking, and it has to come from the heart as well as the head. On Accountability, the Heart of Compliance, Tom Fox and Sam Silverstein dig into what accountability means to the corporate compliance function and business organizations, and most significantly, how to make it an integral part of your culture. Accountability, the Heart of Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode with Sam Silverstein. And today we're both coming in hot because we're going to talk about KPMG and the recently released Securities and Exchange Commission order around the fraudulent conduct of KPMG. There were two parts to that order. One was KPMG's bribery and or extortion, PCAOB, employees to obtain audit schedules so that KPMG audit partners would know when the PCAOB was going to test their audits. Second part was a cheating scandal around ethics and compliance and certification tests that KPMG was mandated to take based upon another SEC order earlier in this decade. So we have recidivist conduct. We've got conduct, frankly, as unmoored from any ethical piling as I have seen in quite some time. And I wanted to see where this came out on the accountability scale with you, Sam. So with that, why don't you let her rip? Wow. I don't even know if there's a scale that applies to this. I don't think it makes it onto the scale. Here's what I'm seeing in this. And my position, as you know, is accountability is keeping your commitments to people. There are 10 specific commitments. One is a commitment to the values. And it's unbelievable when the CEO comes out and says that the KPMG Code of Conduct is available on the website. At KPMG, we are proud of our commitment to ethics and integrity and the way we have embedded our core values in ethical decision-making into all aspects of our business. Now, when you take that statement and you back it up with the fact that there was a 2003 tax shelter fraud scandal that they got fined $456 million, a 2008 enablement of improper and imprudent practices, uh, 2011, a failure to identify fraud at Olympus Corporation, uh, 2013, admission on part of former KPMG partner passing along stock tips, a 2014 fine from the SEC totaling $8.2 million for violations of Securities and Exchange Act. The statement that the CEO makes is just a blatant lie. And It's a lie. That's it. And so my question is, why would anyone do business with a liar? Why would you want to do business with someone like that? Especially because your accountant, that's the final line of defense of making sure that organizations are doing things right and that they're being represented to the world fairly. And I can make decisions whether I want to invest in an organization, if I want to go to work for an organization, if I want to make that organization a loan. And now the company, the organization that's supposed to be reviewing that information is a total fraud. The challenge we face, the total lack of accountability is not just on KPMG. The total lack of accountability is on society if they allow an organization like that to continue. This is a top-down issue. It's leadership. And society can't reward that kind of leadership and needs to send the message so that leaders in other companies say, hey, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Sam, one of the things I've struggled with in reading this order and thinking through it is how can KPMG actually change? 
they're going to have a monitor or they call it in the order a independent consultant. Do you bring in a drill sergeant who's going to really crack the whip? Do you bring in someone says a new sheriff's in town? Do you bring in someone who says, we're going to change, but we're not going to discipline people. We want people to actually do something. How can you change this culture? Well, first of all, senior leadership at the very top has to believe in the values. If the senior leadership doesn't believe in the values, bringing a sheriff in isn't going to change anything. If senior leadership is willing to go around the values, then everyone in the organization knows they can go around the values. So to begin with, you have to have senior leadership that truly believes in the values, which means that the values show up in every decision they make. There are zero exceptions because as soon as you make a decision that doesn't connect to the value knowingly, now we all make mistakes, but as soon as you make a decision that doesn't connect to the values, then you're saying that value doesn't really count. It's all or nothing. There is no in-between. And so until you have senior leadership in place that's willing to do that, you can't have it in the organization. And then the next step is, and this is the unfortunate truth, is you cannot allow anyone to stay in your organization that's not living the values. I don't care how much rain they make, how much business they bring in, how much value they add to the bottom line. If they don't live the values and you're allowing them to stay in the organization, then you're saying, well, they're exempt from the values. And well, if that's the case, then the values, again, don't really matter. So you have to clean house. You have to say in my organization, whether there's 10 people, 10,000 or 150,000 people, whatever the number, we live the values here. And when you impregnate that throughout an organization, then it becomes self-policing. Ethics doesn't become an issue. Everyone knows that to thrive here, we're going to live those values. And it starts at the top, and it's a full press, all-on commitment to that from the top down. The organizations that I work with, that I experience, that take that stance, they see amazing results. And the ones that are willing to just kind of lollygag around, they end up in the situation that KPMG is. How does a company convince junior employees and non-senior management that they actually mean it when they say, if you see something, say something, raise your hand, speak up. If you see unethical conduct, if you see fraudulent conduct, if you see conduct that is antithetical to our values, tell someone. The only time that's going to happen is when that middle management that you're referring to sees that senior leadership is all in on the values. If an organization hires slow and fires fast, they hire to the values, they hire people that the most important thing when you hire someone is that there's evidence of those values in their life, that they align with those values, and that you establish that before you even establish whether they can do the job. When they see that exists, they start to understand the importance of those values, and then it becomes self-policing. But it'll never be self-policing at the level of middle leadership unless it is being handled at the level of top leadership. And so... If you allow my boss to stay around, you know, if you're the CEO and I'm somewhere in the middle and there's two or three layers between us, Tom, and the guy or gal that I report to is allowed to stay in the organization without living the values, then I know that it's okay. And why would I report someone else? This is okay. This is how it's played here. It's standard operating procedure. It's when you get into the gray that you get into the problem. So earlier on, you talked about the service that KPMG provided, and it's a unique service, although there's a very large industry around it, and that's financial auditing. And the very backbone, I would say, of our 
public companies is the ability of the investor to have a level of trust with an audited financial statement. How does KPMG win back customers' trust now? Wow. You know, there's a bank out there that's running an ad that says established or founded in 18-whatever and reestablished. And and when I see those ads and then there's more ethics issues that come out at the same time, I'm thinking, well, that's not really reestablishing. I don't know. I mean, first of all, I have no confidence that the CEO really cares about the values because he's willing to make the statement that he's thrilled with the way they make their decisions based on the values. So to me, yes, you have to clean house at the top and then you have to show me proof over time that you're changing things, that this is real within the organization. My youngest daughter is a doctor and she serves in Africa and she was seeing a patient that the leg of this young man was so bad, was just so bad. The only way to save his life was to amputate the leg. I mean, that's pretty serious. And ultimately the situation took this young man's life. I don't know where KPMG is on that scale. Our society seems to continue to support organizations even when they don't do the right thing, even when they are dishonest. And so if you are hiring me to come in as CEO or the advisor to the CEO, I would say we have to start evaluating people right from the top. And anyone that's not aligned with the values goes. And everyone that's aligned with the values stays. This is full court press, and this takes precedent over everything that we're doing to make sure that we have an organization where 100% of the people are aligned with the values. We're living the values, and it's a great set of values. We're living them in every decision we make. You know, Sam, that really seems like a very good endpoint for this podcast. This scandal, I think, is going to be around, unfortunately, a long time, and I just hope frankly, pray that KPMG will actually make a change and at least move in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Well, till next time, and thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.